gentlemen welcome to john and dylan online a show where two gross comedians attempt to recap internet history the best they can doing a poor job ladies and gentlemen to introduce the subject of our show it is john hastings oh my let's all set our way back machines for 2000 it's y2k bill clinton's getting sucked off at your mom's house by your mom (laughs) and you are stealing internet files what were you going to mention dylan so youtube (laughs) youtube literally um apparently if you swear in the first three minutes of a video then they like just murder it in the algorithm and i was like well maybe we'll get through guess again do you think sucked off on the video thing, I'll have to bleep that. How fucking what a kind of what kind of pussy bitch loser shit is this? I want to point out that this program is basically just a um uh, a way to audio digest the fact the internet used to be way more fun. We used to just be able to eat fucking Texas toast garlic bread the way Dylan is demonstrating right now. Get some Man, Texas- do that on site. Yeah, on site he knew this was Texas toast garlic bread. Yeah, do you think that I fuck around when it comes to fucking garlic bread? I do not. Is the fucking answer. This is pre-bought. This is what I made. This is, this is disgusting. You should never. If you oh, pay for this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. You should be able. To, you should have to eat this naked. <laughs> that that should come with that should come with a letter from a gun store saying, actually, no, you can't have that handgun just based <laughs> on how sad you are. No, I should get a gun license with if I made I made this myself. Someone should show up and be like, I don't know who you are, but you've earned this, Smith and Wesson, my friend. You know what that that sandwich comes with a podcast that is not on iTunes but is on Daily Motion. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Daily Motion. Fuck. Pathetic. There's nothing better than a guy who thinks what they're doing is a podcast but it is not a podcast. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, come on the podcast. Uh this is a tweet. I don't know, man. There's a certain amount of people too like I'm too young for this and so are you, but I guarantee there's people who are like, "Wait, podcasts, so they're just trying to like make ham radio seem like it's a business yeah it's what's i like it's insane it's basically like if cable access uh became more popular and more influential than network tv (laughs) like it's so insane uh what's the most listened to thing a cage fighting commentator who doesn't believe in science or the moon uh or uh just uh, stories of what serial killers did. That's the two. That's the two most listened to things in the world. I never understand like true crime serial killer podcast because like, okay, I was into serial killers when I was a teenager. Sir, you were the co-host of a pro wrestling podcast. You worked. Uh, you earned money from a show that was basically true crime minus consequences podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like the professional wrestling industry, we discovered. Go ahead. I'm sorry. A thousand apologies. I'll go kill myself. All right. What if you're talking, talking, you're like, yeah. Um, oh, this, there was this crazy murder. Da, da, and then someone's like, yeah, that was my dad. You'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> but he died. Cool. Oh, that's a great point. Actually. Yeah. You're like, what are you into? I'm really into the, um, uh, this murder of this woman, Janet. She was murdered mm. in a YMCA parking lot with, um, she was murdered with a, uh, with a box cutter and they wrote out piss in my mouth, Janet in her entrails. And then that person could be like, Janet was my mom. I, um, I, I've been in therapy since that day. And you're like, Oh, is, and then you'd like, but you know, the who therapist? do you think did it? Who do you think killed your slut mom? Your mom was a slut. Netflix said so. Like uh, as someone who last year had someone very close to him pass away quickly and tragically, it is shocking the questions people will ask you in like in those moments of grieving that are way closer to them basically like living their life as a true crime podcast, not understanding that humanity is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your friend's dead, but at the open cast, we get see his dick. That was a question that was asked by Dylan, but what was weird was uh, he did he also did it, but he had a lot of birthday cake in his mouth, so it seemed very festive. <laughs> Can I show my dick? 
It's Noah's birthday, but I just have wanted a fucking sugar treat. Okay, so it's open casket. Does that mean it's open fly for the dill dog? But dick Yo. is uh, my balls are out too. Dylan, I want. I'm putting in my in my last will and testament that you have to flash everyone at my funeral. And not, you can't do that. You can be like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Open casket, first half, oh, uh, top part with my face not open, bottom half, bottom open. part, bottom yeah. half open. Just everyone, just everyone gets to see what you bring into the party. Whoa, everyone gets to see the people maker. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, just a neon sign pointing to your dick saying that's where my son came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My old disgusting balls. Oh, but then I get like also the bloating will make your dick look bigger, right? You'd hope so. You'd hope you get all the bloat in your dick. Yeah. No, some bloat will be in your dick. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about LimeWire. <laughs> what a segue. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is nothing more bloated than the music industry in 1999. And that bubble Ooh. was popped, baby. Bye. Uh, a douchebag uh, who went on to form Napster, give money to Facebook, and destroy a good portion of the Redwood, Redwoods forests for his wedding. Um, Napster was finally... <laughs> really? That's true. Yeah, the guy in charge of Napster destroyed a portion of the Redwoods wedding, uh, red, um, the Redwoods Forest in Northern California to have a Lord of the Rings themed wedding, and uh, then complained openly when the um, uh, federal government fined him for destroying protected old trees. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it was like, and it was one of those stories. Like you can even it was it was um, that all happened in like 2012, which was a very specific time when. Uh, Huffington Post was very popular and they had uh, um, comments on their all their news stories. And that was a real fucking thing to be part of. And I remember one of the comments from that news story when it happened, which was, I hate the fucking government, but fuck this guy. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's who this guy is. <laughs> that's here's what I really like about um, LimeWire was the file name Britney Spears XXX nude tits. We're going to get to that. Ladies and gentlemen, so uh, Napster uh, was shut down in 2001 by uh, the RIAA. Remember them, Dylan, um, for RIAA, the Record Industry Association of America. They're the joker Whoa. to LimeWire's Batman. If Batman was committing a <laughs> metric fuck ton of copyright crime and a variety of other crimes as well. Uh, LimeWire was basically formed in this vacuum. We advertise this episode as being about Kazaa and LimeWire, and that's just because we knew about Kazaa. Last week, we just said at the end of the episode, I have a theory. I don't think anyone listens to the end of a podcast episode. Please rate and subscribe. Yeah, thank you very much. And join our Patreon, probably. I don't fucking know. Uh, and so Kazaa, Bear Share, all of these different things basically just took the um, the behind the scenes software uh, bones that Napster was, which was basically any form of peer to peer sharing network and they just gave you a version of it limewire was different in that they figured out a way to do it faster they were using basically the early versions of BitTorrent technology but because it was also the year 2000 on the internet the engine was called nutella with a g and you're just like oh I don't yeah know, i don't know how i don't know how that means come but i know that means come you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> got him well got someone him. said uh someone said this where it's like fuck who was it these these kids hacked into twitter and locked everyone out they just basically were in god mode and twitter because they kept on tricking people into thinking they worked at twitter at higher and higher levels and getting more and more passwords so that they locked everyone out of twitter and then eventually just tried to do like a straight up like they didn't do anything fun they just uh, fun jesus christ they didn't do anything horrible for the world that they could have they just basically tried to do a bitcoin scam but yeah, um, yeah, basically building up that someone said um, they're 15 year olds, they're 15 year olds and geniuses. Those aren't mutually exclusive. So like people that are like yeah. 20, 15 to 20, it's like, yeah, I mean, sure, they don't have life skills, but just they're very good at a thing we're not good at. So we should fear them. You actually really pointed out something that's very important for this period of time to understand LimeWire, which was this was the time when the internet was for, like for nerds. This was the time when like people lived. St this was still yeah. a time where adults did not have computers in their homes. And that was OK. Like, it seems crazy to think, but like I Dylan and I were considered nerds by friends of ours because we knew how to get LimeWire on 
Mike on my computer. Like I had to show, I had to explain to all of my friends how to use these particular softwares because they were filled with viruses and child porn and a bunch of shit that could brick your computer, which they happened. Were filled with child porn, John. It was filled with child. Dylan, bad news about LimeWire. As it turned out, while you and I were really enjoying Britney Spears XXX video with KFed dot Las Vegas. You mean Vegas. like Chasey Lane? Uh, were you downloading Chasey Lane? My, I, the main one I remember getting from LimeWire a lot, um, was a uh, tanned couple with friend balcony. That's what I remembered. <laughs> Jenna Jameson fucking that captain on a boat, but then of course. it was, it was like 40 seconds. It was 40 seconds. I've later gone back and found the full porno film where that clip Whoa. is from. Dangerous Seas is what's it, what it's called. Dangerous right? Seas. Oh shit. Is that about fucking... They get lost at sea and ever the whole crew dies and they have sex while crying. Cool. That's you, that would be a much better plot for what it is, is uh, it's a bunch of people on vacation and some people get guns and then they have sex. Oh, all right. That's when porn. This is when porn like they made that fucking remember that movie Pirates where it's like, look how fucking huge this budget is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think you understand why people watch this. <laughs> so that's sure. exactly that was exactly my takeaway in that time period. They're like, "Wow, this porno film's got like funny moments," and it's like, "I'll just watch Wedding Crashers, man. Like, make them have sex." Like, I don't think I'm not gonna like watch think... this whole thing jack off and then go back to watching this whole thing. Yeah. Do you understand that the people that have porn on all the time, they're history's greatest monsters. Like, do not cater to them. Needless to say, this was the internet at its most openly gross. Like, I will say this though, John. Can I say this? Can I? I want you something? to say. It. I thank you. Please tee off. Hot take with Dylan God. I was at a party with oh, uh, here we go. our friend, actually, friend we mentioned, uh, Bryn Potty, on this show, and we were Woo! the only ugly people there. Everyone at the party was so attractive. They just had porn on. Ironically, they were like, look at these there's people just having sex. And everyone here was like, everyone at the party was like, <laughs> that's not how you do it. And then me and Brynn are just like, like, <laughs> exactly. and there was a like, moment where like me, uh, Brynn went to the bathroom and I'm like, you know, didn't really, uh, the person I knew there was just kind of talking to someone else. I'm like, okay. And this was before smartphones. I couldn't just stare into my smartphone. So I was just like, kind of what just being the only ugly person at a party, just watching the porn that's on first TV. Of all, first of all, Dylan, you were an attract. You were the only attractive man at those party. That that's party. They true. may, they may have high cheekbones, but I know all of them fucking drink their own piss. You know what I'm saying? No, they were all like, you know, those people who have like tattoos, but like in a specific pattern. Yeah, those people suck. You, you again, Dylan. You're one of the best people. But here is one of the things you always want to watch out for. If Dylan Gott goes, I just met this guy and he's real cool. Get ready to meet a guy who's got like a bunch of billiard balls in a in a hockey bag. They like, were models. <laughs> I don't. Is this because of your one friend from Stovell who is a model and you guys got invited to a model party? No, this is someone I worked at. Uh, someone I worked with at a shitty uh, pharmacy company. Good podcasting. LimeWire. Anyway, John Zoder, so knee deep in child porn, searching for what he likes. Me, unaware. No, Dylan was not unaware. Dylan is the one who clips, did all of it. No, he Chasey wasn't. Lane, getting, getting the first clips of pirates, sending it back, saying, "I need to, you guys need to spend more money." And they're saying, "Yes, yeah, sure." Yeah, yeah, year yeah. Old virgin, whatever. Uh, not a virgin. It counts. Um, is what I always say. And then they'd be like, <laughs> "What counts?" And I'd be like, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Flood the zone with confusion. They don't know what the truth is. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not. Anyway, Mark Gordon, who, uh, by the way, if you're wondering, how did uh, what happened to LimeWire? It's now in exchange for NFTs. Anyway, um, are you serious? I'm 100 percent serious. <laughs> That's uh, like, That's sick. It, so goes LimeWire, so goes the internet. Uh, what did it start out as? Well, it started at, like, I mean, LimeWire was basically this guy, Mark Gordon, who is just a professional financial criminal, basically. Like, I'm, listen, Mark Gordon seems like he could be a legitimate businessman. I just think that he's, I get the vibe that he's a real douche. Anyway, he starts a company because he saw Napster and he's like, <laughs> let's do that, but uh, <laughs> with everything. And so that's what they do. You could get everything on LimeWire. Uh, LimeWire is faster. Uh, LimeWire, for the most part. Define uh, everything. So it's like not just audio. It's not audio. Just, not video, just MP3s. No, full programs. You can get full video programs. games. The best thing to do, and I had this, which is a LimeWire Pro. It was even faster of a download uh, and said less virus-filled programs. 
And how you got LimeWire Pro is you downloaded it off LimeWire. Um, so they want they were they offered you, hey, do you want to buy LimeWire Pro? But then there was also you could just search for LimeWire Pro on LimeWire. LimeWire. And since LimeWire had put itself in the corner of like, hey, everything's just information. Information should be free. They had to be like, fuck. So and Dylan brings us to the very interesting legal argument that these peer-to-peer services use and where it gets them in trouble is in the U.S. for a platform to be culpable for what its users are doing, it can't have another function. So the argument of peer-to-peer software is saying, hey, we're not stealing this stuff. We're just giving people the ability to share files back and forth very quickly, no matter what the size of those files are. Like, what happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is with copyright code is there's nothing you could really use peer-to-peer for. But like, why would you need a software marketplace with all these different files if if for no other reason than to encourage piracy was the argument? And LimeWire, I wouldn't say necessarily encouraged piracy, but boy, oh boy, did they go out of their way to make sure they did not have to stop doing piracy up to and including agreeing when like, the recording industry of America reached out and they were like, can you stop this? And they would basically be like, you got it. And then just not, which was a good strategy for a long time. Cause they asked last is so much of their competition. Cause their competition like Kazaa would get a lawsuit from Ryan. They'd be like, you're right. We'll shut down. And LimeWire just was like, nah, bro, that's not us. We're the, the Lime group. <laughs> like it's fucking nuts. Yeah. They just didn't, they just had better lawyers or this Mark Gordon guy had more money. I don't actually think they had more money or better lawyers. I think they just did it. Do you know what I'm saying? Here is what I'm starting to realize about society. I think people put too much of premium on assholes not giving a fuck. Like, I think they always think he's got to have a good lawyer. He's got to have a backup plan. What if he's just like, what ha- What happens if I say no? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I actually think it is. And that's what. Yeah. And that's what LimeWire was. LimeWire was run by this guy. Now, LimeWire on one hand was awesome. Do you want the discography of Chuck Berry for no reason? Boom, on your computer in 10 seconds. Oh, are you not very good at using your computer? And did you accidentally click the wrong box? So now LimeWire has access to every file on your computer, allowing identity thieves to basically invent that as a crime genre. Yeah, that also happened a fuckload. Um uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in terms of computer repair damage was caused by kids bricking their family computer because they download the dreaded .exe files. Dylan, do you know what those yes, are? Yes, those are programs. Those are programs. And people would download thinking those were MP3s because this was a time when like you didn't like this is, sounds weird, but this that's is that's not true. Yes, that is not true. true. That yes, it is true. Only completely computer illiterate people did that. Definitely. Like I had. I was being taught to be wary of computers from grade two. So like, this is not every, I definitely knew what an execution file was. Like I knew yeah, what a .exe I was. But you and I I'm were. Not, I, despite my looks, I am like computer literate. Like I'm the equivalent of your <laughs> uncle who would fix your car if you gave him a case of beer. And he'd be like, uh, I fucked it up way more. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, beer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, correct. But at this time, that was a premium of knowledge. I remember someone called me being like, yo, I downloaded that LimeWire folder and now my computer has a blue screen. And I was like, what did you do? And, and I remember they were like, well, I went on the LimeWire. I saw some music and I just downloaded every single one of those files that was the song to make sure I got one. I was like, oh, you just definitely just downloaded a virus onto your computer. Because while they were like you and I that were wary of the Internet, much like the people running LimeWire, people are cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Die, man. You're the die, man. So when was LimeWire founded? LimeWire was founded in 2000 in the ashes of Napster. Basically, Napster is at its height, getting so many lawsuits. This is when Lyle Zalovich is making very awkward press conferences. Mark Gordon launches a um, basically a shell company called the Lime Group, under which he is going to launch LimeWire. You can get this from business documents where he got loans and shit like that uh, to launch. How do you make money off of something where it's just like, hey, some teens have porn. We're going to put that on other teens computers. It's a it was a he had basically was the advert selling advertising on LimeWire was very, very successful because LimeWire was at at its height 
in 2003, four, five, six was on a third of the computers on the planet. It's estimated based off a of a third the, of the computers, a th- third of the computers on the planet had li- like LimeWire was because no one talked about it because we were all being naughty media pirates. No one discussed. This is the interesting thing. This is also the beginnings of our culture having sort of secret nooks and crannies that no one talks about, but we're all involved in, i.e., Everyone was stealing shit off of LimeWire or getting your one friend to steal shit for you off of LimeWire and burn it onto CDs. And so this is what happened. And like literally it cratered the media industry, all of that sort of stuff. But we just no one talked about it. It is wild to look back upon. That is definitely, definitely something that happened was a guy at school who had just like a better Internet connection. And his business was. He, you know, you give him twenty bucks and he will make you the fucking most boss ass mix CD. Yeah, like you have to because you have to understand, and I still actually sort of stand when it came to the music industry for most of our teens, we would have to spend so much money to get one good song on the album. Like bands sucked at that time because there was like one good song on every album. One, you know what I mean? And not not only that. But then you have the thing where it's like, if you are like me and John and you liked music that was for perverts, That's heavy right. metal. Oh, boom. It didn't exist. Like you couldn't no, you get have a to go into shit. HMV and buy it for $27. Every single, like our new CD for, by a popular group was 15 bucks. And that was the incentive because if mm. you were trying to buy like fucking Master of Puppets, it was probably 25 bucks, 20 bucks. Or God forbid you're trying to buy something by fucking like, um, oh my God, N- not not Pantera, but like Strapping Young Lad, some stuff like that. Like like anything that wasn't just explicitly from a major label, it was like a $30 and it was like 10 tracks. So you're paying Dylan track. got me and my friend Paul split buying Nevermind the Bollocks, Here Comes the Sex Pistols, which is a 28 minute long CD. And it was $75. And we got, like, we got fucking fucked, bro. But this but is that, the point. But I will say this. When you pay that much for something, you just have to like it. So you just like teach yourself to like it. Like, I well, disagree. I remember like I hate Metallica to this day because I remember buying load being like, I mean, because this was my logic. This was before the Internet. The Black Album. Some my neighbor had the Black Album. I was like the Black Album. That album's so good. There's no way the album after it could be bad. Like, how could you? How could how you? How old get- were you? I was 12. Yeah, that makes sense. You were 12. All right, continue. Yeah, I was 12. I bought Load, and I was like, what is this? Like, I remember being like, so what the fuck? And I was like, what the hell? And I will never like it. And I, I to this day, I steal Metallica's fucking library. Every new version, I mean, you it's can all steal it. Done. I know it's all done now, but I still do it on purpose. I remember when I discovered LimeWire, first thing I did, every Metallica CD, boom, let's go. Every Having time. all those MP3s and you just have them on your computer. This is another thing that if this, this era was that you would have pornography files on your computer. If you have pornography <laughs> downloaded on your computer now, you are distributing child pornography. Yeah, you're or definitely you a criminal. Real pornography. Those are the two I options. Don't, I actually disagree with you. I think the second option is you edit real pornography okay but that's the only one who has it on his computer i don't even think that the, i guarantee the and director it's on a cloud drive you're probably yeah, it's right. on a cloud drive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> yeah like no one it's imagine just having would have massive file like files of just like it the, it's just thinking about it is disgusting best. it was the best because it really opened up some doors of hypocrisy in my life because i was working at a Christian camp at the time. And while I was one of the cool punk rockers that had fingered one chick, yo, fucking yeah, bro. There were a bunch of really holier than thou dudes. And I remember one of them had his computer in the office um, or uh, had his computer in the office because that had like a good internet connection. He could plug into the modem. I remember looked and he was downloading a bunch of porn. And I remember seeing that. And then I remember he was lecturing the girls about their swimsuits. And I went, oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) <laughs> like, bro, you got fucking chat. Ch- I remember it was cheerleader themed, and I was just like, bro, you fucking hypocrite, bro. Uh, as God said, thou shalt yum yum. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> later? Bam boom, bam boom, bam boom. Want to watch Porky's? Porky's is a documentary to me. 
<laughs> and on the third day, God rose. You know what else rose? My hard dick. I am there you go. very good at sermons. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, sing yeah, a little yeah. song. Ooh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, show them titties, titties bitch. bitch. <laughs> Get those I, milkies out. I want to say bitch was the worst part. Milkies. Yeah, milkies. They're Christian. They would don't. say something weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. So, um, basically, uh, LimeWire is uh, launches in 2000, as we've mentioned, and it's uh, a absolute free for all forever. Here's some of the problems with that. Also, as we mentioned, people were downloading pornography onto their um, uh, computer. Also, there was no type. Don't of say people. People. Dylan. Dylan was not me. I was. I've, al- I've always been a trailer man, as we've covered on this show before. I never downloaded it. I would just watch the trailers on the websites. It does make sense. It does make sense to download trailers. Me, full movie. Yeah, Dylan. And it's weird. He doesn't like the plot, but he's like, I like to. I like everyone to know that sometimes I just want to see the setup. You know what I mean? I want to see what they're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch the setup, I, I'm not like eight seconds into the first thing. I'm like, oh, sweet. This guy's dick was out and I just nutted to it. That's what happened there. Good. I mean, I was very disappointed with this behind-the-scenes porno film because it had too much sex. I wanted to learn about where the cameras were positioned mm-hmm. for the sex. I wanted to uh, see the lighting. But no, this is also when you would download pornography and uh, and then it would just be that view of just the guy's balls and you would have oh. to fucking... You'd be like, I wasted three hours. <laughs> I also am pretty hours. sure there is a couple that just put their fuck. Ta- Someone put a fuck tape of a couple on LimeWire because there was a video, which I've seen that had a full Aerosmith song on it. And it was uh, just a couple having that sex happened the, more than once. Sorry, had, the se- had sex on the top at the top of a staircase. Like, that's it. It was very bizarre. Okay. Anyway. Also, this also this happened was uh, part solid for cutting you off was a friend and enemy of the program. Brandon Burns put his stand up comedy on LimeWire and just said, um, because Tim Renko, very funny comedian, first found Brandon Burns because he said the comedian like and then he put in brackets, Bill Hicks, George Carlin. So people were doing that. Oh, really? Yes, this was a thing. Doug Stanhope also got a huge boost off of Napster and LimeWire because people that liked his comedy worked at Napster and just would file it under George. Car- like it w- if you search George Carlin, Doug Stanhope would come up exactly that sort of thing. The yeah, other and, thing, uh, Chapp- Dave Chappelle, too. Like I remember like downloading entire seasons of the Chappelle show, that type of thing. This is the other thing is there's certain media that basically got. In the rise of DVD and the rise of a, a bunch of sort of programs also spread through this. There was also like odd things like Scrubs had terrible ratings, but huge penetration within college students because it was on LimeWire. Like the DVDs of that were on LimeWire, but the DVDs of Friends weren't. Like that's the other thing that's very interesting in um, the media you could get on LimeWire sort of encouraged different things to be uh, discovered within uh, the society. Horrible things with LimeWire, such as since there was no security, people were literally just putting child porn in random folders. So people downloaded child porn and were arrested and jailed. Holy shit, really? Yeah, there's four or five cases of that. There was also a huge sort of internet wide problem with a variety of different internet companies not policing child pornography because of the amount of usage they would use out of the platform. AOL being the best example of this, they were basically. Like AOL was profiting massively because they were leaving their computers on all the time to constantly be downloading um, all of the horrific, horrific images that they were sharing using uh, AOL Messenger. Uh, LimeWire was one and the same. There were a variety of cases where people said that they were using LimeWire as a way to trade and as a marketplace for those images, which is fucking horrific. And may all of the people involved in that die, die, die horribly. And Mark Gordon was like, it's just information, man. I, Mark Gordon, you cannot find any information of this guy speaking at all. All you can find is a, a photo of just a guy who looks like he'd be like, yeah, is that your car? <laughs> I shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, and this just, is the thing. LimeWire is like starts in 2000. How quickly is it done? 2010, my friend. 2010. It, it is crazy how much longer it lasts. Now, I am so happy you brought that up. So this basically, um, (laughs) 
it LimeWire tries a little bit at certain points. They uh, start getting really, really harassed by Raya, which is, uh, as we've mentioned, basically just Raya was the grouping of um, mu- um, record company labels that would basically get together and sue these uh, these um, peer-to-peer uh, sharing companies into bankruptcy. That's what happened to Kazaa. That's what happened to uh, Napster. And how LimeWire got away around it is they just kept me like, nah, though. And then just keep operating this is building and building and building to what is called arista v lime group now what do you think was the number of the estimated damages that arista was seeking against limewire dylan i want you to guess and i want you to exaggerate i want you to exaggerate the number that's how high 15 trillion you are close in the trillion but not close in the number are you ready 30 Raya estimated that LimeWire owed them $72 trillion, which is, is, if you are doing the math at home, that would mean that every person on the planet downloaded 72 songs off of LimeWire. That's basically what they were trying to imply. It is insane. They, uh, Went after LimeWire. LimeWire at first um, uh, tried to police this by putting warnings up on its platform. Uh, that resulted in a variety of what are called uh, splits or forks off of the software. Someone just steals, hacks the software, puts a completely different wrapping on it. Something that still exists to this day is one of these things that came from this time called FrostWire. And is one of the last peer-to-peer uh, sharing services on the internet that's not a bit torrent. Um, that is out there. Uh, this lawsuit goes on for years and years and years. It starts sort of in 2007, which is the first time that LimeWire probably uh, crapped out. And uh, we will tell you more about the LimeWire lawsuit, LimeWire's last days, what happened with Mark Gordon, and what LimeWire is doing now after the break. Dylan Gutt, when you stop showing me all your different tattoos that secretly point to you believing in the earth being flat and Scientology God being real, uh, I know that you are probably preparing a back piece that says rate, review, and subscribe to that show. And that shows a level of commitment that only a person that would fall for Scientology would have. That's Dylan Gott, my co-host and a man who once drank diarrhea because I told him it was a milkshake, even though it literally had just come out of my munghole. We are back. Uh, the record companies in the world have said that LimeWire owes them $72 trillion. That's fantastic. That's and like, I wonder why they didn't say 73. I, I love you so much. What a great point. Yeah, exactly. They were like 70. I also like they didn't throw in a 0.5 because that would seem like that would be cunty. You know what I mean? <laughs> 72. Uh, you owe us roughly all the money ever. Um, and it basically they, and so what's very funny is this was a bit of a public relationship, public relations nightmare for the record companies. And here is why is they were still facing a, uh, a market of people that were like, you fucked us for so long. Fuck you. And also that is so much money that it was, it was more than the amount of damages that sh- like basically it gave LimeWire a bit of wiggle room. Cause they'd be like, so ridiculous. You have to negotiate with us. And they ended up settling for $105 million. And LimeWire, after three years, was able um, to fucking juck and shuck and dive, baby, uh, and finally was forced to shut down. And I assume paid none of that money. The assumption is they paid none of that money. None. Like, none. I guarantee Mark Gordon was like, <laughs> I don't even use America. I only use euros. Like, do you understand? Like, what the fuck? It is insane is this dude from america or is he from mark gordon he's just an american businessman who went on to start a couple of things that he called mutual funds and other people involved in the justice department called not mutual funds if you understand (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. mark gordon rules man like mark uh, gordon's one of those guys who i am surprised doesn't have a more in-depth wikipedia page and doesn't have a wikipedia page with an a section marked controversies you know what i'm saying like well because he probably he probably uh, monitors Mark Gordon's Wikipedia page. We know those I'm, people, those people yeah. who have Wikipedia pages, but like they clearly wrote it themselves. Uh, and recently com- his mom didn't uh, pay for his apartment. So she's a bitch now. 
I remember driving with a comedian and I, the rumor was that person had made their own Wikipedia page. And I said, as we were driving to the Mississauga yuck yucks, RIP, I said, Hey, you know, you can now see who's written people's Wikipedia pages. And he went, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, What was I going to say? The other thing about they have to take new account with this peer to peer sharing stuff is so there's like, there's a documentary about the fall of Tower Records that touches on this, but the record companies made you buy an entire album because in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, basically up to the 90s, people would just buy singles because you just wanted to, you just wanted Ice Ice Baby. You don't want to fucking listen to Vanilla Ice's whole goddamn album. But they were like, no, you have to pay 20 bucks for all these other bullshit songs. And it's also that sort of, and it wasn't 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks plus tax, plus everything else, plus the the reissue of, plus you have to get the new technology. Like everything about it was incredibly expensive and it was entering into a period of time and people just said, fuck it. Like no one had any sympathy. It was just like, it was this very odd decadent time. And it also created this time where like no one talked about piracy. No one talked about it. And it was fuck like it got to the point you have to understand LimeWire had more users than iTunes. I like the iPad, the iPod was the music delivery device yes. system of this time. The, like Apple was smart in that they went, we need to figure out a way to like it was a storage device. I got a fucking where I broke out my old iPods. These were filled with stolen music allegedly. <laughs> in theory. But I yes. am not admitting on camera or in recording. But let's just say someone I know may have used LimeWire. <laughs> well, and you could always tell because it was like the Apple Music version of it was like artist da da da, and then just yeah, and then the stolen version of it was like, just track one. It was just track. It just said track, track one dot wave. Yeah, track one dot wave. But it was an MP3 file because it was just like some guy. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then there was a lot of like this is like obviously like. Not rickrolling, but you know, you'd download a video that you think was porn, but then it was just like someone else. Absolutely, know, there were, there were all those different it. ads. There was that Bill Clinton. Hey, you. There were all these like, like this was a weird time because it was also when Bill Clinton was a now hack impression, and it was and also it was the time before we were like, well, Bill Clinton, a sex monster. It was just like you just say Bill, you just you just do Bill. Hi, I'm Bill Clinton. You just do Bill Clinton's voice and then imply something gross. I was just picking my nose and putting it in a woman's pussy. Do you want to work at this bank? Like that, that was, that was I internet. I did not humor. have sexual relations with that dog. Yeah, I didn't fuck that dog. I fucked Hillary, who is a dog or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. God, her, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. But yeah, you you download um, or me. I mean, all I would download was just entire Comedy Central presents. Of course, like this that. Like okay, that's what I wanted to talk about. So, um, what did what was what what do you think? I don't think I would be into music as much as I am if it wasn't for LimeWire. This is the positive side of it. As I am a music dork, I like weird bunches of stuff, and it allowed me as a twenty year old to basically have at my fingertips, the world's greatest record store and to get into all sorts of music you did not have access to. And that is, and will always be the great part of the internet is it was a connecting force. You could find things. It was all that sort of stuff. But again, the cost of that is none of those artists got paid um, or were able to support themselves. There was also at this period of time, no one knew those artists were popular. Like 30 Rock basically got renewed every year because people were like, I think people are watching this. I do not know. (laughs) Yes. Well, you're completely right. And this is when um, I'm a bit into everything becomes into like a cliche. I like a bit of every music. It's like, yeah, you just because because you don't have to. You can totally take more risks when you don't have to be like, hey, I. I think I might like James Brown. I'm going to pay 50 bucks and see if I like James Brown. No, you could just like a couple clicks. I like James yeah. Brown. Also, you didn't have the fucking mind meltingly annoying experience of going to a record store because everyone remembers fondly. Oh, the record store in the comic book shop with the surly employees. I remember being a 16 year old trying to buy music and comic books and having a full adult just be a shithead to you. Looking back was like. Yeah, again, I'm glad those businesses shuttered. What terrible customer relations. 
Like I literally remember trying to buy an X-Men comic book and I might've been 11. And the guy was like, X-Men, what are you fucking doing? You should be into like, and he named some obscure thing. And I was like, let me fucking buy my comic. You fucking virgin. Get out of the way, man. You're 11 and you called him a virgin? No, this was all much later. In the moment, I was just oh, like, I'm nervous. You came back years later and called him a virgin. No, I didn't come back. Near, I, the, the, me coming back years later is this podcast now. That's what I'm doing. Oh, you didn't get your revenge then. I did not. I Well, I think I got uh, a different type of revenge. I assume I didn't have to, I assume, participate in either the trucker rally or the January 6th protests. And I assume that gentleman did because all of the people I know that got really into music and comic books got... Went one of two ways in COVID, and either way, you're getting muted on social media, friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, LimeWire was around till 2010. You said, when does it? When does it go? Uh, when when do the numbers go down? Like when do people less people are using LimeWire because obviously the Pirate Bay takes over, which is like like you said, like BitTorrent. These sites are much more comprehensive. Where LimeWire, it's like. For, for LimeWire, for those of you that are younger and didn't use it, it was like single track. So it's like you you would you downloaded the entire, uh, you know, 2001, but you have to, you know, still drive forgot about Dre separately versus like the Pirate Bay is like, click everything Dr. Dre has ever done. I will go have a sandwich and oh, my God, I can listen to everything completely. So Pirate Bay and BitTorrent. The, the culture of BitTorrent's demonoid. I was also on Oink. If you guys don't know what Oink was, Oink was a music only. I don't want to know what Oink is, John. I don't want to have to fucking answer in front of the Supreme Court of a Oink. That sounds It was disgusting. a music, music only BitTorrent service that had. No, it went, wasn't. Yes, it was. No it was. It was. It was. I'm, listen, I'm, I was as shocked as you. Uh, it was invite only. I was one of the people that I was. Uh, I was one of the hundred and eight. The. 180,000 users and it had every music ever. I still have album. It was the like everything in like supreme studio quality. No, and it was literally like no exe files. It was the only place where you literally like you would just see like it was the best. I, I miss it so much. There were like particular users you'd follow because they were just, I assume, stealing from a tower records. <laughs> oh, yeah, the people who had seed. They seed yes. your stuff, and it was like, wow, there's like one guy who just really hates the whole record industry. So all of those torrent websites were absolutely in response to LimeWire, and here's why. So LimeWire's peak years of user were 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, and then they get slapped with uh, the uh, RIAA web uh, lawsuits yeah. that they actually have to respond to. That's the 70, that's the 72 trillion year, and that's when that starts. But bit, the reason why Pirate Bay, Demonoid, all of those took over is, A, you could make them invite only, which is what Demonoid and Oink did, uh, or you could just be like Pirate Bay and continually change your URL. But essentially what they were doing was by not being software is they could make an argument saying, we're not storing this anywhere. We're literally just an online storage facility like Dropbox or WeTransfer. So now they have a legal argument against the uh, copyright infringement lawsuits that they would bring in the United States in the way that LimeWare does not because there is another legal purpose for the software Pirate Bay is using so they could get away around that legal issue for a bit and then they didn't and also were taken down. So uh, uh, in 2007, they have moments uh, where services completely disrupted because of the Raya lawsuit. And th so that affected user numbers at LimeWire. They also, for a time, had to police copyrighted um, um, content on LimeWire, and that affected its user base. And all of those people poured over to BitTorrents because it was, again, a even better user experience than even LimeWire was because there was even less risk of viruses and stuff like that because BitTorrent, you could literally see the files being formed, all that sort of stuff as it was being put onto your computer. But it showed you had to have slightly more computer literacy to use BitTorrents than you did for uh, LimeWire. And that, again, shaved off more people, leading more people to just simply use iTunes. And we eventually get to where we are now, uh, which is where streaming is basically making no money, but is popular. Yes. I. This is yeah. This I'm just reading something now about Amazon about how e-commerce like also kind of makes no money, and the only way to make money is like brick and mortar stores. But they're yeah. just kind of enduring e-commerce so they can build their brick and mortar stores anyway. Maybe we shouldn't have come up with the internet. 
Um, yeah, I don't think the internet has maybe <laughs> not been the best thing for cha- for good. The other thing that's very interesting is user patterns and user behaviors change because of things like LimeWire. And they get catered to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's actually what user behavior is. The fact I have downloaded the entire discography of the Buena Vista Social Club does not mean I like the Buena Vista Social Club. It just means that I like stealing. And that is the other thing that I think streaming and online media platforms have kind of missed is a lot, they, there was this expectation that like um, we would move away from singles into people wanting complete albums and stuff like that. And all that Spotify and everything and all of this has taught us is human beings have not changed. We like our music. We like like four pop. Most people like the four popular songs that would like access to them. And besides that, they don't care. It's just changed to we would occasionally have to buy a $20 album to now we all pay $9 a month to either a California-based company that doesn't pay its taxes or royalties to its artists or to a Swedish-based company that doesn't pay uh, taxes or royalty to its artists. Either way, and this is very important, we have to make sure the artists aren't being paid. That's the one thing I want everyone to take away from this podcast. If you are creative, fuck you. You get no fucking money. Fuck you. Your payment is that people think you have a nice shirt. Get the fuck out of here, pussy. Yeah, exactly. Your payment is that people think that you probably have had slightly more sex than they have. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get, people think your hair is cool. But yeah, th- this is the other thing is you would download. I remember doing this. It's pathetic, but you would download entire albums just so you. it's kind of like a bookshelf. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I have all of the Velvet Underground. I'm never going to fucking listen to it because it's boring, but I'll download it. So someone sees it and goes like, oh, I guess he likes the albums you're supposed to like. And the positive side of that was people like me who actually did get into the Velvet Underground and then became a more uh, well-rounded and learned person, unlike Dylan, who is literally not wearing any trousers right now because he's icing his balls. Yeah, I'm wearing he, shorts because I'm a grown man. I'm not a pirate. First of all, first of all, I am also wearing shorts. Let, it's June and we're white men. Of course trousers. we're wearing shorts. Good we're wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> also, here's the other thing about the Velvet Underground. Lou Reed's a pussy. They're all fucking losers. You're a pussy. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Fuck you. The Velvet Underground out here. And then if you clicked on that song, what would play? Ba would a ba. That would be every single song. I mean, of course, that would be an improvement. But everything is an improvement if you include Kid Rock. Oh, Dylan, sidebar. And this is an internet program. So here's a little video recommendation from John Hastings. Kid Rock's tour of his house. He bought a hill near Nashville and built a replica of the White House that he now lives in. Yeah, with gold toilets. It's got gold toilets. It's got a bowling alley. He gets into an argument with one of his friends because they're like, you should have put a gun range in here. And he's like, we got a forest to shoot guns. It's a bowling alley. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love. I love that guy because um, he's just a guy who is a rich dude from Michigan who's pretending to be a poor dude from the southern United States. God bless him. That is the United States, by the way. And also, no one, the U.S. is so fucked up because no, you're like, Man, it doesn't seem like America values its history. And it's like, no, America cannot discuss its history because all of the historical places also were built by, maintained by, and are just in the middle of where slaves were. So they're just like, would y'all shut the fuck? It's so the South is, and I got to stress this, nuts. Like, you're just like, <laughs> what is the fuck is going on here? Like, why is that? Okay, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. Why is that man wearing a Confederate flag T-shirt helping that old black lady cross the street? And they're like, "What? What? Why is that confusing to you?" And I'm like, "What side is he on? What side is he on, bro? Like, what the fuck?" I'll never forget driving to a comedy club. These were the directions: uh, take this highway. You're going to see a really big Confederate flag. Go left there. We're the first town. And when I saw the, it was literally the side of a mountain painted to be a Confederate flag. And I went, "It's a big Confederate flag." And then I drove to the town and he said, you didn't get lost. And I went, no. And I went, um, good directions. Weird to mention the Confederate flag. And he was like, you have to mention it. It's so big. If I didn't, you, you'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I was like, you're right, bro. <laughs> well, I would have, I would have been confused because I'd be like, oh, that's a mountain painted with a Confederate flag. So I'll just keep it on driving. Interesting. Yeah. I would have been like the mountain with the flag on it. That's what I would have thought. Anyway. So LimeWire, LimeWire finally has to close in 2010, and I assume the user base just keeps on bleeding out. The yeah, the user base, the user base had long moved over to Torrents or FrostWire, or had unable to use their computer because they downloaded a bunch of viruses and then didn't get another computer because they're <laughs> ten. Uh, and Mark Gordon went on to again 
uh, be accused of other things through lawsuits and you can't really find him on the internet anymore. Um, LimeWire was basically the Napster gets all the credit of being Napster is the Elvis of peer to peer file sharing music, stealing software. LimeWire is the Beatles without them. I don't think we have BitTorrents in the way that we have. I don't think that streaming music or videos is as thirsted upon by our generation because we all spent our college years absolutely butt fucking media empires and stealing <laughs> billions of dollars from them from our homes from our homes like this is again this is the crazy thing of this is when it became the time never turn your computer off always be downloading and as much as internet companies probably now send threatening emails never forget this was a time when your internet usage was predicated based on like download speeds and how much you downloaded that's when this all started and fuck me did they probably make some fucking money off of this yeah, it just changes on who makes the money, I suppose. Exactly correct. And again, and this is the whole portion and point of this show. As long as the people that created the art do not make the money, I'm happy. That's the main thing and main takeaway. Is as long as the person who made the joke or the song or played the guitar or painted the painting, I want them to be poor. And I want all of the dorks around them, people in Oxford shirts that say things like, <laughs> totally. I want them to be getting royalties. <laughs> Speaking of. We're two weeks away from launching our fucking Patreon, you bitch pussies. Take off your trousers and put on shorts. No people wearing trousers can join our Patreon. That's right. Mark Gordon, that means you. You seem like the kind of guy that loves a chino that's ironed. (laughs) Iron your pants and join our Patreon in a couple weeks. We'll have back catalog of the Wrestler Review episodes, or you can just not listen to that and listen to all of the episodes of this show, John and Dylan online, early access to those and extra episodes that we'll be posting regularly that where we're just talking shit and talking piss. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we are doing Logan Paul, baby. He made fun of people suicides. He has a boxing company and a cryptocurrency scam. I fucking hate Logan Paul and I'm happy I'm not. He's he's involved in like six fucking scams. I know. This is the best also. Like how much do you know about Big Mike? Uh, let me ask you this, Dylan. Zero. You are you are aware that I got really into watching Logan Paul's podcast in the middle of the pandemic like No, I am not. Oh, I, I got re- I got real into it. Here is a lift. I was uh, I was alone in Los Angeles and shit was weird. A couple of things you all got to remember. Big Mike is his weird sort of sidekick on that podcast. He briefly dated porn star Lana Rhodes and used to try and cheat on her by messaging girls. You want to get into porn? I'm dating the queen. You got to go through me first. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Second of all, Logan Paul's crypto scam is so it is so a scam. Please just go re- read about crypto zoo. It is like, it's awesome. I want to be that type of scammer. Just download this thing. And then God we, bless. we should something. all be so lucky as to move to a place with different tax laws and wonderful stuff. Next week is Logan Paul. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to, if you don't want to join the Patreon rate and subscribe and review five stars, it'll help us out. It'll help our families. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. One last thing. If you are Mark Gordon, which I assume you are, Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this whole show and know that I think you are a cunt, but I don't think that you um, did any crimes because if I thought that and you could sue me, I don't want you to sue me. Don't sue me, Mark.